Hey there, you've heard me talk about the importance of lifelong learning before. I mean, you should never be too old or too busy to learn something new. Now, we all know time is our most precious commodity, and, and I know that it can be difficult to find the time to study, to learn, to improve your knowledge. That's why I'm excited that Hillsdale College is offering more than 40 free online courses in some of the most important and enduring subjects. You can learn about the works of C.S. Lewis, the stories in the book of Genesis, the meaning of the U.S. Constitution, the rise and fall of the Roman Republic, or the history of the ancient Christian church, with Hillsdale College's online courses all available for free. Correct. I did say free. Look, sign up for the Constitution 101 course, The Meaning and History of the U.S. Constitution. In this 12-lecture course, you'll explore the design and purpose of the Constitution, the challenges it faced during the Civil War, and how it's been undermined and under attack, frankly, for more than a century by those who believe it can be changed on a whim or who view the Constitution as a document that can be changed whenever progressive ideas become fashionable. The course is self-paced, so that you can start whenever and wherever. Enroll now in Constitution 101. Look, our country always needs more citizens who understand the Constitution and can defend the freedoms of the American people against the encroachments of an increasingly large and sprawling government. Go now to hillsdale.edu slash pdb to enroll. Check it out. There's no cost, and it's easy to get started. That's hillsdale.edu slash pdb to register. It's November 30th. You're listening to the President's Daily Brief. I'm your host and former CIA officer, Brian Dean Wright. Your morning intel starts now. A good day to you, ladies and gentlemen. I've got four briefs for you this morning that are shaping America and the world. First, some sobering news out of China. They're on target to triple the number of nuclear warheads in their arsenal. Second, the Netherlands is going to buy or seize upwards of 3,000 farms, all in the name of fighting climate change. Third, Joe Biden and congressional leaders have agreed to step in and prevent a railroad strike in America, but rail workers are not happy about their involvement. Finally, Tesla is delivering its first electric semi-truck tomorrow, but one big question remains. Where are those truckers going to plug those things in? Later, we close out the podcast with a listener question about why China has adopted their crazy zero COVID policies. But before we get to that China story, we got to start with this China story. Beijing continues to expand its nuclear arsenal this morning. The Pentagon released a study yesterday showing that Beijing's current number of nuclear warheads sits at just over 400. And that's part of an accelerating trend that will put China on track towards its goal of 1,500 nuclear warheads by the year 2035. Now, to be clear, that will still be less than both Russia and the United States, with Moscow holding about 6,000 nuclear warheads and America with a close second at 5,500, give or take. Still, China's advance is pretty notable, especially if you look over the past 20 years. They now have silo fields with hundreds of intercontinental ballistic missiles. They've also created what's called a nuclear triad, where they can deliver nuclear weapons with missiles, submarines, and planes. Plus, they continue to modernize their conventional forces, which they would use if they invaded Taiwan as early as the year 2027, at least according to this latest Pentagon report. Although, they did add that it'll probably take China until the year 2035 to be at full modernization. 
The bottom line then is that America will soon face not one but two near-peer nuclear adversaries, meaning Russia and China. And unfortunately for the U.S., those two nations do not like America and will be very active in making sure that their interests trump ours. Let's just hope that that doesn't include nuclear responses to future conflicts like the Pentagon fears in Taiwan. Moving on to the second brief this morning, an update out of the Netherlands. To refresh our memories on this, the government there has vowed to reduce its climate change emissions, and the way that it intends to do that is by targeting its agricultural industry, which is the second largest in the world behind only the United States. So last June, the government began discussions about closing or seizing up to 11,000 farms to meet climate change goals. And that's because those farms are raising cattle, which allegedly contribute to climate change with their urine and feces and belches. And so that plan of shutting down or seizing farms led last summer to a whole bunch of farmers and ranchers protesting in the form of blocking highways with their tractors and dumping manure on government buildings. Well, since then, there's been a bit of a pause, but that will probably change with this latest news. The government confirmed late last week that it would buy out 3,000 farms, offering owners 120% of the value of their operations. Now, at first, these offers would be voluntary, but if farmers refused, the land will be seized. To underline the point, the Dutch nitrogen minister, yes, they have a nitrogen minister, uh, Christian van der Waal said that, quote, there is no better offer coming, end quote, which Sounds just a touch fascist. But anyway, this whole issue is quite remarkable for lots of reasons, mostly because, again, they're the world's second largest exporter of agricultural goods, despite being just slightly larger than the state of Maryland. And so you have a government then that is destroying its own economy for climate change goals. Meanwhile, the rest of the world is actually increasing their emissions and and then some. To recap that information, global carbon dioxide emissions are likely to reach an all-time high this year, with a 1% increase over last year. That's according to the Global Carbon Project. In fact, this group says there hasn't been a decrease in net global emissions over the past 10 years, despite all the promises and work. And the reason for that, by the way, is largely because of Asian nations, specifically China, India, Vietnam, Malaysia, and a couple of others, they all continue to ramp up their coal fire generation. As PDB listeners probably remember, China alone plans to add 270 gigawatts of coal power by the year 2025. And just that addition, not to mention what they currently produce, but just the addition of 270 gigawatts of coal-fired power, well, that is more than what America currently produces in total with coal. So if I might offer an opinion here, and with all due respect to the Dutch government, slaughtering a few thousand cows and destroying the lives of thousands of farmers will not do a single thing to solve or address the climate issue. It's just math. But it will certainly help destroy your economy. And maybe that's the goal. I don't know. But be careful. Because if you continue down this path, you're going to cause, frankly, an uprising if you keep pushing this. Every country and every people has a breaking point. And what history shows is that seizing farms is classically one way to do it. 
Pivoting now to our third brief of the morning, we've got a bipartisan deal on Capitol Hill to report, but it's not good news, at least not in the eyes of railroad workers. But before we get into the details, let me give you some quick history to refresh our memories on this one. For several years now, railroad companies and their workers have been in profound disagreement over terms of their union contract. The main hurdle was and is over sick time. And if you're not a railroad worker, this issue might seem a bit strange to potentially strike or lose your job over sick leave. But for workers, it's a pretty big deal. So let me help you understand why. Right now, these workers get zero paid sick days. And they're asking in this latest contract negotiation for 15 days. But when those broke down, Joe Biden's team stepped in to mediate and they offered up a new contract. They said that they would give these workers one paid sick day. Plus, they would get three days per year for doctor's appointments, but only if you schedule those appointments 30 days in advance and the appointments can only be on a Tuesday, a Wednesday, or a Thursday. Which, well, I don't know what you think about that, but I think it's pretty bizarre. I mean, who knows if they're going to get sick 30 days in advance and then that the doctor is going to be free on a Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday. It just seems bizarre. At any rate, Biden's deal, or perhaps we could call it the Biden contract, was put to a vote. And half of the unions voted it down. And that meant, in effect, that all of them voted it down. Because the unions announced that they would join each other in solidarity and strike. That is, of course, if continued negotiations between the railroad companies and the unions didn't result in a better contract than what Biden offered up. And so far, that better deal has not come to fruition. A strike was then tentatively set for December 9th. And then that gets us up to Monday when Joe Biden announced that he saw no path forward for a new deal and that Congress, they're going to have to step in to force his contract on railroad workers. Well, in response, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi quickly agreed, saying that her chamber would pass a bill as soon as possible adopting this Biden contract. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer said that he was going to do the same. Republican leaders in the House and the Senate, by the way, they promised that they would support this too. Now, as you might imagine, that universal agreement has angered railroad workers and their unions, especially since many of them supported and voted for both Joe Biden and the Democrats. So meanwhile, they blasted Biden's decision to have Congress step in, saying, quote, it both denies railroad workers their right to strike while also denying them the benefit of the, the sick leave that they would likely obtain if they were not denied their right to strike. So what comes next? Well, Congress will likely pass the Biden contract or they could tweak it, although Mr. Biden specifically warned Congress not to do that. So all in all, it's going to be a very difficult week or so for the men and women who keep our railroad system running. I'm going to keep you posted as always. With that, ladies and gentlemen, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, I've got one more critical piece of news for you. We'll be right back. Do you have a will or a trust? It can be scary to think about death, but not having a plan in place if something happens is far scarier. Thanks to trust and will, you don't have to navigate the complicated and confusing process of estate planning alone. They make it accessible, affordable, and way easier than you thought it could be. Trust and Will walks you through the whole process step by step. Each will or trust is state-specific, and you can customize it to your own needs, including guardianship, health care preferences, power of attorney, and final arrangements. 
You'll have easy access and control of all your estate planning documents in one convenient place with bank-level encryption. And you'll reduce the burden on loved ones by helping them avoid complicated probate proceedings and family disagreements, all starting at just $199. Join hundreds of thousands of families and protect your loved ones with Trust & Will. Get 10% off plus free shipping of your estate plan documents at trustandwill.com mike. That's trustandwill.com mike. Hey, Mike Baker here. Listen, just because something is quick and convenient doesn't mean it has to be low quality, right? It's true. And that includes for fashion. Now, you may be surprised to learn that I'm known for my keen fashion sense. And to that end, let me introduce you to Indochino. Indochino makes fully custom suits, shirts, and outerwear for men and women with hand-selected high-quality fabrics. And you don't even have to leave the house to get it. Indochino's suits are designed to fit you. Everything is made to your exact measurements and customizations. And there are endless customization options to get the exact look you want. From buttons and vents to pockets and lapels, high-quality fabric and wools, linen and cotton, in different colors and patterns. There's really something for everyone with Indochino. And get this, you can measure yourself at home in 10 minutes, or you could visit a showroom for the perfect fit. Then, you wear your suit right out of the box. You get measured, you send off your measurements and your choices, the box arrives, you open it up, you put your suit on, and Bob's your uncle. And you can save your measurement profile to make future orders even faster. Build yourself a luxury wardrobe without the luxury price tag. Make quality convenient with Indochino. Go to Indochino.com and use code BAKER, B-A-K-E-R, to get 10% off any purchase of $399 or more. That's 10% off at Indochino.com with code BAKER. Welcome back to the PDB. I've got one more critical piece of news for you this morning. Tomorrow in Sparks, Nevada, the electric vehicle company Tesla will offer up its first delivery of an electric semi-truck. It's a long hauler, they say. It can go 500 miles with a full load on a single charge. That is the promise, anyway, made by CEO Elon Musk. Well, actually, the folks at Pepsi Corporation were pretty impressed by Mr. Musk and his promise. They ordered over 100 of these trucks at $180,000 a pop. And by the way, if that's too rich for your blood, there is another Tesla semi-truck out there. It's got a 300-mile range, and it's a bit cheaper at $130,000 a piece. So will you be seeing these big rigs, these electric big rigs on the road anytime soon? And if so, how might that affect you or your pocketbook? To answer those questions, I want to focus on fuel costs. In other words, the price of charging those semi-trucks at a truck stop. So Tesla says it'll be around 20% less as compared to filling up a diesel semi. But there's a lot of regional variation on the cost of electricity, so it's really going to depend on driving routes and habits. Yet, that's not the important story here. Because what you might not know is that you, the American taxpayer, are probably going to be on the hook for getting electricity into these electric big rigs. And to understand why, let's start with something that we know. I want you to imagine a diesel semi-truck on the interstate. Imagine that they need some fuel. So it pulls into a truck stop, it enters into a bay, and the driver fuels up, and then he or she drives off. The diesel, of course, is in an underground tank, and there's a pump that moves the fuel into the truck. But what about when that Tesla truck pulls in? They'll have a massive need for electricity, and they need it quickly. They've got goods in their trailer, perishable goods sometimes, so they can't afford to charge for hours or days at that truck stop. 
But now imagine 10 or 20 Tesla trucks pulling into that truck stop all to charge at the same time. How do you supply and manage that demand for electricity? Yeah, that is the problem. Last month, the utility company National Grid PLC released a report showing that by the year 2035, electrifying a typical highway truck stop will require as much power as a small U.S. city. And that will require the building of brand new infrastructure for each truck stop, especially something called a substation. But building out substations can take upwards of eight years to permit and construct depending on the location. Plus, it can cost millions of dollars to do it. In some cases, tens of millions of dollars. So here's a quote for you with a frustrated analyst summarizing the problem of what happens when you pull up in a Tesla semi-truck. Quote, it's not like plugging in a toaster, end quote. <laughs> that was from David Mullaney of the RMI Energy Research Institute. He heads their analysis on electric trucking. His point is that these trucks require a ton of electricity. It's not like a toaster, he's right, or even an electric passenger vehicle. These semi-batteries are huge. And that means that a truck stops all across America with these trucks demanding power, especially all at once. Well, you have to redesign each and every one of those truck stops and their infrastructure. That's a very lengthy and a very expensive process. Bottom line, folks, it means that these Tesla trucks are not going to be used in large numbers, at least not anytime soon, and certainly not in long haul trucking. Now, there may be some use locally or say going from one factory to another a couple hundred miles away. And yet that infrastructure for long haul trucking will probably get built eventually. Yet that prompts this question. Who do you think is going to pay for that infrastructure? Mm -hmm. Well, right now, your local utility would be responsible for physically building the substation and then making the connection to the grid. And the way that many utilities currently work, most of that cost would actually be paid up front by the fueling station. That's millions of dollars in cost per gas station or truck stop. And according to Bloomberg News and government officials at the U.S. Department of Energy, that kind of expense is a deal breaker for most fueling stations. So that means that there is a big fight happening right now between gas stations and truck stops and utility companies over who pays the infrastructure bill and who collects the profits from future operations. Well, as reported by the Wall Street Journal, utilities in rural states like Wyoming and Kansas are saying that they don't want to pay for all this new infrastructure because it will take them decades to recover costs. And meanwhile, the gas stations and truck stops in those same rural areas, they don't want to pay the bill either for the same reason. And then we have the opposite problem in more urban areas. Utilities actually want regulators to let them build out the infrastructure and operate the charging stations, especially at those truck stops. And that's because they penciled out the numbers and surprise, surprise, they can make money off it. But here's the best part. They can also pass off the permitting and construction costs of things like the substations. Excel Energy in Minnesota, for example, they want to build out both substations and charging facilities all throughout the state. Now, the bill to do that would be at least $190 plus million. And they've asked regulators for the permission to do it. And they've asked that that bill, the $190 plus million, gets passed to utility users like you 
via a rate increase. So I'll be watching how this story unfolds, ladies and gentlemen, not just in Minnesota, but all around the country, because this will be a part of the big fight over the big money connected to dirty green energy. And with that, my friends, we conclude your morning brief. But as always, I've got one more thing before I let you go. We'll be right back. In today's market, you may just decide to make your current house home sweet home for just a bit longer. I mean, with interest rates higher, staying in your current home, well, it looks a lot more attractive. But are your aging appliances in it for the long haul as well? It's an important question to consider and to be prepared for unexpected expense when that refrigerator, the dishwasher, your water heater, or some other system in the house decides to tag out early. That's where American Home Shield comes in. With AHS, you can protect what you don't expect, like a leaky faucet or a faulty water heater. This gives you more control when parts of covered appliances or home systems break, so an unexpected bill doesn't break the bank. Choose a plan that works for you and your budget, and then it's simple. When a covered item in your home breaks, just contact American Home Shield, and their trusted, qualified pros will fix or replace it based on the coverage limits in your agreement. Right now, you can take $50 off. Go to ahs.com slash Mike now to save $50. That's aah.com slash Mike for $50 off any plan. American Home Shield. Protect what you don't expect. See ahs.com slash contracts for coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions. When looking at today's financial environment, it's clear that we're experiencing concerning economic shifts that could impact your retirement savings. We've got stubborn inflation, soaring interest rates, and astronomical debt that could drain their value. Now, the good news is that there is a time-tested way to protect your financial future, and that's gold and silver. American Hartford Gold can ship physical precious metals right to your door, or you can store your precious metals in a tax and penalty-free gold IRA. American Hartford Gold can help shield your wealth from this economic turbulence. Analysts predict that gold is set to hit all-time highs. If you've got retirement funds that you can't afford to lose, now is the time to call American Hartford Gold. They'll show you how to protect your savings and retirement accounts by diversifying your portfolio with physical gold and silver. With amazing customer service and a buyback commitment, they pride themselves on top-tier products, great customer service, and a commitment to customer satisfaction. American Hartford Gold has earned a five-star rating from thousands of reviews and an A-plus from the Better Business Bureau. Use the promo code PDB, and they'll give you up to $5,000 of free silver on your first order. So call 866-292-2990 or text PDB to 998899. Again, that's 866-292-2990 or text PDB to 998899. Welcome back to the PDB, folks. I've got one more thing before I let you go. Michael in Louisiana wrote in. He listens every morning on his bicycle, which is pretty cool. His question was about China's zero COVID policy, because to Michael and frankly, most of us, it just makes no sense. This virus is here to stay. So why would President Xi of China cripple his economy with these draconian lockdowns? So, Michael, this is a fantastic question, and I think a lot of people are wondering this. So from my optic, I think that there are three reasons. First, 
you have to remember that President Xi stoked tremendous panic and hysteria amongst his people about how bad this virus was and still is. In fact, it's to the point that if you get COVID in China, there's a stigma attached to it, like you're dirty or you've done something wrong. So he's boxed himself into a corner socially. And to get out of it, he's going to have to rewire his people's views, ones that he created. Second, he's been telling his people that the rest of the world is, well, dumb for not adopting zero COVID policies. His state news talks incessantly about this, about how everybody else in the world but China has failed. Because, as they say, China has very low case rates and very low fatalities. So here again, President Xi has boxed himself into a corner. He would have to admit that he and China were the dumb ones to have ever adopted zero COVID policies. And in fact, it was the rest of the world that was smart to move on and live with this virus. Finally, President Xi and his Communist Party have used zero COVID to create a surveillance state. It has given him and the party profound power. And frankly, like all people drunk on power, he doesn't want to give it up especially if it causes instability or protests amongst his people when he eventually admits, or they think, that he screwed up. By the way, having that surveillance power, he probably thinks that it might come in handy if he ever invades Taiwan. He can pump his people full of whatever war propaganda he'd like and squash out any protests. So I would say that those are the three reasons that President Xi and the Reds in Beijing are sticking with this zero COVID policy, consequences be darned. But, you know, maybe they will back down eventually, but if they do, do not expect them to apologize. That is not in the nature of a communist or, well, for being candid, anyone in power. And that, ladies and gentlemen, concludes your morning brief. As always, we close out the show reminding each other of why we are here, talking about our country and our world. It's the creed of every good spy and every smart American. It's from John chapter 8, verse 32. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Good day. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.